0: Welcome to AM Best Audio. We're here in Monte Carlo for the Rendezvous de Septembre. For AM Best TV, I'm Richard Banks. And I'm joined now by Isabel Santanac, who's the global insurance leader for EY. Isabel, welcome.
1: Thank you, Richard.
0: So we're here towards the end of the Monte Carlo Rendezvous. Lots of discussions have, been, have taken place. Tell us about some of the insights that you're taking away.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I was here last year as well, which was the first one after pandemic. I thought the atmosphere was a little bit uh, pessimistic. And I didn't feel that this year, I, th- I thought uh, the atmosphere was much more optimistic, uh, a lot of new emerging risks, we see a lot of concern, but in the meantime a lot of opportunities for the reinsurers uh, and insurers also to uh, cover more risks so uh, my takeaway that uh, the, this business has a, a great future ahead of uh, of them.
0: So what do you think underpins that optimism that you're seeing this year?
1: Well I think uh, you know you see the results of the reinsurers insurers uh, they have been quite good so the profitability is there even though um, you know, the, it was um, a very uncertain macroeconomic environment, but you see the resilience of the industry, and there is an appetite for growth. I was uh, in all the discussion I had uh, here; it was about growth and uh, acquisition and uh, development of uh, new product, new solutions, etc. So, I think uh, there, there is—it's a good momentum to, uh, to, after having been resilient during pandemic and uh, you know the uncertainty, uh, to grow now uh, and develop.
0: So the, a general sense that we're, we're in a hard market. In those conditions normally, one might expect an influx of new capital, new companies being set up. have not seen that as much as one might expect. Why do we think that is?
1: Well, I, I think uh, first the cost of capital is much higher now than it was a few years ago. Uh, I think it's the regulation has also been tougher in some markets. So where we were seeing P firms you know, investing significantly, uh, regulators are much less keen to see uh, uh, P firms investing in particular in the life business. So I think there are several um, factors which explain that, but we can expect that uh, it will come back.
0: So. Another topic of conversation here in Monte Carlo this week has been the protection gap and um, perhaps thinking a little bit about the role that insurers and reinsurers can play in closing that gap. What, what thoughts have you got on that?
1: Yeah, well, I, I really think that there is a, an urgency to reduce the, the protection gap, uh, not only on risks which are known like uh, climate change or or cyber, but also on, uh, on new emerging risks. And uh, uh, I was uh, reading some articles about the concern about new risks like riots, strikes, etc. Um, but to do that, I think they, they need to be to to play more more collectively because uh, it's uh, you know the cost of reducing gap is huge so it cannot be just the insurance and reinsurance industry uh, but they need first to be, to play collectively and then to embark governments, to embark uh, public bodies, etc. cetera. Um, but there, there is a lot to do to have new solutions. So how to develop new solutions, new products, uh, in particular parametric solutions, uh, which are more affordable, um, and also how to reduce the, the cost of the damage so and to prevent better. A- and I'm convinced that the profession, uh, the industry, has a lot to play for in terms of educating the society, how to explain better what are the risks if you buy uh, uh, an apartment in Florida, in a specific area where you know it will be flooded over the next ten, uh, two years. So I, I think, again, educating, helping um, uh, the prevention um, for individuals, but also for company, will help reducing the damage, so reducing the gap.
0: So part of that, I guess, is about the insurance and the reinsurance in- industries remaining relevant in the future and they need to adapt to do that.
1: Yeah, absolutely, because the purpose of the insurance industry is to protect. Yes. And, uh, and so if they show that they don't protect, um, I think the relevance is, uh, is put into question. Um, and, and I think, again, that there is a willingness to, uh, to do more on this topic um, and there is a, the need to have maybe a little bit more courage, also to uh, to be bolder in solutions which are proposed. In uh, as I mentioned, embarking uh, other uh, parties, so whether public or other private um, parties, um, to, to to again to, to react differently. We cannot uh, solve uh, you know new problems with uh, old solutions. So how can they? Again, develop, uh, be more innovative, be courageous, uh, be bolder in what they do. And I think that also um, means that they uh, they need to continue to transform, uh, be more customer-centric, be uh, simpler in the way they sell their product and the product they sell.
0: Isabel, thank you very much indeed for joining us.
1: Thank you very much, Richard.
0: For AMBEST TV, I'm Richard Banks.